is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Welcome to Footy Talk Podcast. Ben Teo and Dobbo with you recapping last night and yesterday's rugby league. It is Easter Sunday. Happy Easter Sunday. And we have so much to get through. We're going to talk all things Penrith, Manly Defence, the Broncos, the big talking point out of that with Rapana, and whether or not Marty Tapa'a will lead with his knees. And we'll also talk, Ben Teo is going to tell us at the moment who his origin fullback is. This is the Footy Talk Listener Podcast. Ben Teo and Dobbo on Easter Sunday. Welcome to Sunday Footy Talk. Ben Teo and Dobbo, a listener podcast. And last night, two games, unbelievable as we march on. Who would have thought? The Panthers absolutely decimated uh, what was a really, really poor performance by the Seagulls. 44 points to 12. And the Raiders upsetting the Broncos for the first time in 2023, 20 points to 14. Ben Teo, let's start with this Seagulls yeah. uh, Panthers uh, game. 44 points to 12. Dylan Edwards gets four tries, the fullback. Four tries. <laughs> Did you ever score four tries in a season? Never. <laughs> like, and so he gets four tries. Um, obviously very classy, but it was. It was Nathan Cleary's show. He was yeah. absolutely unbelievable. In that first half, of performance was clinical. And the Panthers, obviously, no Fisher-Harris at the moment, but you saw Leota, Mose Leota, re-sign, step up. He was very, very good tonight, outstanding from the front row. But Cleary is just a class act. And he, when Cleary is playing his best football... Any team, they work with their shape. The Panthers are back, and, and they've put up their hand. They're slow to start off the back of the World yeah. Club Challenge. But the last couple of weeks, we've seen performances, one against Canberra last week, and then tonight against Manly. They're beating up on teams that give them an inch. Yeah, it has been a slow start for them. But when you're losing guys like Uppy Coruscant and Kikau, you've got to find a new way to attack and, and how your team gels together. But they're building, and it was a complete domination. Just looking at this, some of the statistics from this game, I mean, 39 missed tackles from the Seagulls to 12 for the Panthers. Now, on a bad day, on a bad day, 20 missed tackles, 39. Yeah. All right? Even the line breaks, 10 line breaks to the Panthers, zero for the Seagulls. So they were completely outclassed. And the worrying thing with the Seagulls side, when you really look at the results and break it down, there's been a lot of media about how, how hot they are and how flash they are. But I think they're a bit shaky on the defensive end, and I, I know you agree with me. You know, they had a great start uh, against the Bulldogs, thirty-one six. Oh, listen, let's let's not let's not sugarcoat yeah. it. Manly have got some real issues. They've and got some real issues. And defense then, has been it when they play Parramatta, thirty-four thirty. Yeah, and then we've seen it. We've seen some poor performances. We saw them last week get out, and they were very lucky to win against Newcastle. I think, I mean, they had a buy in round two. Then they came out, they beat Parramatta. So they were two, you know, the, the beat the Bulldogs, beat Parramatta. Parramatta weren't going that well. And they have shown some real, real worrying signs that they, they have got some defensive issues and yep. that needs to be fixed. And you can talk collaborations and you can talk learn lessons and learnings, which the coach talks about, and we got a lot of lesson learnings out of that. Let's get the defence. Shane Flanagan, Anthony Seabolt, Jim Dimmick. Yeah. All know what it's like to defend and all know what it's like to play football at the high level. 
Yeah, I think with that side, if you really look at it, they've picking a big side, a big pack, and when they've got the footy, they can steamroll forward and get quick play the balls. But when they get into a grind and they've got to go set for set, that's where I think teams worry the Seagulls. All I have been hearing about is how good Olakawatu is and how he's going to play Origin, and I've been hearing about, well, the next big thing and for New South Wales. And I've been hearing about... Wow, when, when these outside backs. So they get Jason Saab back, right? Tommy Turbo, when he's fit. Well, he, he was needled. He got through the game. But Jake Travojevic is what I want. Yeah. That hardworking, grinding, uncompromising, not flashy, just getting it done. And, look, no shoe stirrer, obviously, that's been – and he's a ball player. But defensively – He's not a known defender no, either. No, he's not either. And so it is seriously one of – the big things are manly, and that they're going to be very, very disappointed. But that's where they're at. This overinflated manly are a top eight side at the moment. No, they're not. They are not a top eight side at the moment. We've seen the top eight sides rear their hand in the last couple of days. We've seen Melbourne put on a display against the Roosters. We saw Penrith yesterday. Dolphins. Absolutely. We've seen the Dolphins grind out against the Cowboys. Now, Brisbane are a top eight side. I'm going to get to them in a minute. But Manly have a lot of work to do. And worrying signs. For the Panthers, they're the reigning premiers. Yeah. Picked up where they left off. Was anybody ever going to question, yep, they lost Kikau. Yeah, they lost Happy Coruscant. And it's taken them a little while to adjust. But I tell you what, Hosking, who was a Bronco last year, he has fitted in there and he is playing awesome football and they're getting it done. You don't have to be the same calibre of a kick-out, but they're getting it done. And Penrith are showing what they can do. Yeah, well, he fits in there because he fits the mould. There's a lot of effort in him. He's a great defender, and, and he looks like he's a good team player. You know, he's a mature guy who's come on late, and that fits the Penrith Panthers. I still think they're going to be there, thereabouts at the end of the year. I'm not sure whether Penrith have enough X Factor. That's the only thing I worry about is the X Factor of your Uppy Coruscant and your kick out in the big yeah. games. And that's where I see, you know, if Melbourne were to get all their players backing on the park, I still I think they're the team to beat. I still think the Roosters have got something more in them. They've got X Factor across the field. Cool. But in terms of Manly, until they start defending, it can't be, you know, you score two and we'll score three. You score four, we'll score five. That's not going to get you there. 44 points to 12 and some soul-searching, no two ways about it. Um, unbelievable what has gone on. Now, the second game last night, and there is controversy around it. Uh, there's no two ways about it. Canberra winning 20 points to 14. I think we both agree that Canberra were the better side yeah. throughout the night. Yeah. They led at half time. They went on with it the second half. Where are Brisbane at? Where are Brisbane at? That's five and one. Yeah. And they now obviously have to take on the Titans next weekend and then they go on a hard run. They're a better side than what they were, but last night they showed some real holes in their cavalry. And I, f I feel, you know, we've called all their games and I feel like that's been coming. They showed a bit of that with the Cowboys. They got out of jail. They showed it with the Dragons. They got out of jail. They showed it with the Dolphins. They got out of jail. This time, they did not get out of jail. No. And the Raiders just came here with nothing to lose. Everyone rode them off, and they just came and they just smashed them. They yep. got it up in their face. There was big shoulder contact. And I think I don't think there's anything to panic for the Broncos, but they learned some lessons. But 
what they're also showing too is teams, they're showing teams how to beat them. Yeah. They're showing their vulnerability when you get into a grind and you take them through the middle of the field. Uh, apart from that, yeah, I think they'll get out of this with probably just a HIA to Flegler, um, which is not bad after So a, he will be out. He'll be out next Kobe week. Hetherington comes back in. Yeah. So, so there's your ready-made replacement yeah, for that. you get out of that pretty clean. But the big controversy and the big talking point will be... It's going to be the bunker, and, I, and yeah. I'm going to start with firstly... We'll get to wrapping up yeah. in a minute because that will be the talking point for days on end. Yeah. But I want to talk about Elliot Whitehead earlier on. He took, takes the ball. Clearly, he feels he's been given a high shot. The referee doesn't see it. So he stays down. Yeah, and he and refuses, he waits. To, he play refuses to play the ball. Now, I, I think it's detrimental to our game. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I understand where we're at with head knocks. But I think that is detrimental to our game. Well, you know... It's, it's not milking because it's, it's not... It is, well, it's a, bit of, it's a bit of milking. But, you know, if you're telling the truth, it's not as bad. But on, on the flip side, you know, the Broncos, I mean, Adam Riddle's tried to do it about three times yesterday. It, yeah. He just continually wouldn't get up and play the ball. And now sometimes it's valid. But, look... In rugby league, it's a collision sport. There's bodies, parts going everywhere. At times, you're going to get hit with something maybe not legal. But if you're all right and you've got your bearings, just get up and play the ball. Yeah. Right? That's, that's really the spirit of rugby league. You've got to get up. And this whole staying down until you know, the ref, you refuse to play the ball until he blows the whistle and he checks the replay – it's like dobbing, isn't it? It's yeah. like you're just you're dobbing them in for doing that. And there's just too many collisions in the sport to be doing that every play. And and it is getting ridiculous now where you know, Whitehead's staying down, refusing to play it, the whole crowd is booing him, yeah. and then he gets his way because they were hostile about that. There's a lot of angry people out there. Four minutes to go. Yeah. Jordan Rappenau takes a high ball and a pure accident from the chase from Marty Tapa'u clips him with a knee, not deliberate, not one bit deliberate. Yeah. He's penalised. The Broncos are penalised and the excuse given from the referee is leading with the knee. Yeah. That is going to be a big talking point because he didn't lead with the knee. I mean, how can you not lead with the knee? You're chasing like your knee, your legs go ahead of your body, and so it wasn't deliberate. It could have been classified clumsy, but I still believe that fundamentally that is detrimental because now Brisbane had an opportunity to square the game up. Yeah. We know that. I'm not saying that they were the better team. But that's the talking point, and Broncos fans are furious about it. Oh, I, I think, I think it was the right call because as Rafana takes the footy, he's on his way to the ground. So as he's about to hit the ground, Marty is coming through, but he does lose his legs. Now this is the problem with Marty: if he decides, or whether he decides or not, if he loses his legs, it's his job to make sure that his knees do not come into contact with that player. So I think it was clumsy from him. His knee 
connects directly with the top of Rapina's head, yeah. which concusses him, which instantly makes him his body release the ball into a knock-on. So that's not Rapina's fault. He shouldn't have to deal with that getting knocked out. Second of all, there's blood and going everywhere. They've got to stop the game and medicab him off, as if there's not going to be a penalty. Now, the rules are stating we're seeing players trip over and get head hide, and there's accidents out there, but it, you have to make sure it's your responsibility that no contact at any part of your body comes in with the head. Yeah. That's what he didn't do. Clumsy nah. or, or whether it's intentional. Yeah, I agree. They were the better side. They were. No, no, no two ways about it. Um, Kevin Walters will be disappointed. In some ways, I, I hate this, it's the loss you had to have, but they needed that as a bit of a wake-up call because their run in the next couple of weeks is not easy. Yeah. You know, they've got the Titans. It's always tough against them. Then they go into Parramatta. Then they go into South. Then they go into Manly at Magic Ground. And then they continue to go forward, and they've obviously got a, lot, a long way to go. So... I think Kevin Walters can get back, they can get back and train, and then we get a better idea. So, after we've seen what we've seen by the Queensland teams, if you had to pick a fullback at the moment for the Origin side, ruling Caelan Ponger out at the present moment, Ben Teo. Yeah. Are you taking Hamasai, um, Hamasai, Tabioi Fado, or are you taking Reese Walsh at this moment? Like, uh, apples for apples were six rounds in. Yeah, before before the Broncos game, I, I had them neck and neck, but I, I did have Reese Walsh probably just ahead with that ball playing. Yeah, and this big left foot boot, I think that would come in handy in origin just to have two kickers on either side. But now, seeing how Hammer performed, and, and he's been so safe under that high 100% ball. 100% mistake-free. 100% mistake-free. And we've, I've just seen Reese Walsh sort of, if he doesn't, if he's not coming up with the big plays, I think some of those effort plays, he, he's not up to Hammer's level. So I'm going to pick Hammer. And maybe that's because I see him every day. So, And maybe because you're a Dolphins coach. <laughs> uh, Biased has never been one of your strong points. <laughs> ben Teo Dobbo with you. Uh, this is the Sunday Footy Talk podcast on Listener. Thank you for being with us. A huge game. Tomorrow we recap everything from round six. And obviously today we've got two really big games and ones that we're going to be covering, the Dragons and the Titans and then the Knights and the Warriors. Have an enjoyable Easter Sunday and we'll see you tomorrow.